Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Real View episode. I am your host, Allison Wiley. Joining me today is our special guest. His name is Carl Medford. He is the CEO of the Medford Real Estate Team. He's a writer and a speaker, contributes to Inman and other publications across the country. He's a licensed general contractor and co-owner of The Next Stage, a professional staging company. He kind of does it all, so he's really an expert in multiple areas of our industry, so super excited to have him on today. Carl, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Appreciate the opportunity. Yes, and he is hailing from sunny, beautiful California, so a West Coast guy, always loving the opportunity to connect with people across across the country, so we extend you a special Ohio welcome also. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm hoping all the snow is gone from there. Uh- Absolutely. Finally, I think I'm going to put it out there that we are finally heading into some better sunnier summer weather. So that's always nice. Busy winter. Yeah. So before we get started on today's episode, which I'm really excited about, this is a, this is going to be a pretty cool topic. And I came across Carl's article on Inman called um, Ways to Maximize Your Listing's Potential. But not only that, there is this seven second rule, which we are going to get into, and I don't want to tell you too much quite yet before we begin the show, but it's going to be really cool, and I'm excited to talk about this, and and Carl's going to break down kind of what to do with these select seven seconds that can really make or break your listing. But before we get started on that, I have to ask our signature question that we ask all of the guests who join us on the Real View podcast, which is, since the show is called The Real View, I like to know, what is the best view that you've ever seen? Oh, it would have to be Tuscany. Mm. (laughs) Beautiful Tuscan landscape with the vineyard. We just love Tuscany. So uh, get there every opportunity we can, especially during wine season, just after they've harvested and they're burning all the branches and you've got this kind of haze. It's just, it's magic. It's picture perfect. And are you a big wine connoisseur? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Me too. It's all good. A fellow wine lover for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. And being in San Francisco, I mean, you're so close to, to Napa, too. Do you get out to Napa often, the Tuscany of the of the United States? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh, in fact, I just drove through some of the vineyards in Sonoma County just uh, about a week and a half ago, and it's, it's just spectacular. It's, we love it. It's gorgeous. Yeah, I was lucky to visit Napa in 2020, and it was stunning. I was shocked how beautiful it is so I can only imagine Tuscany and what and how much it probably yep, blows. Even yes, absolutely. <laughs> blows blows Sonoma and Napa out of the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for um yeah thanks thanks for sharing that. Awesome. Love love to talk to a fellow wine lover as well. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about how you got started in real estate and what your career journey has been like. Did you always know that real estate was something you wanted to do? Did you kind of fall into it? What has your journey been like? Hilariously, had absolutely no intention of ever being a realtor. I was actually the senior pastor of a large congregation in San Francisco East Bay for 24 years and uh, retired and kind of looked around wondering what to do next and was approached by a person who owned a uh, 
large uh, investment company saying, listen, we need somebody, this is during the dot bomb, we need some help packaging new investment opportunities for our clients centered around real estate. And so since I was available, went out and got my real estate license, got my contractor's license in California at that point as well. And then we set up an entity designed to start, this is before flips were a thing, uh, to, to start buying investment properties, either to buy, flip, hold, uh, whatever, just, just so clients would have an opportunity to begin. And this is even before uh, REIs were really out there in any way. So ironically, the market turned and took off. I, I told my broker at that point, hey, I'm never going never gonna to be a normal real estate agent. But then I sent a letter to my former congregation saying, you know, hey, if you're interested in buying and selling a house, uh, and it was a large church, and um, they took me on my word, and it took off. It just went nuts. So all of a sudden, I was running a construction company full-time along with selling homes in the evenings, got nominated Rookie of the Year. It was just, it was insane. That's awesome. And we, yeah, we haven't looked back. So we're one of the top teams now in the San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, we love it. It's <laughs> It's been a heck of a ride for sure. Yeah, 20, that's twenty-one years now. That that's amazing, and congratulations! And isn't that funny? I feel like when I ask guests that question, they the answer overwhelming majority of the time is that they did not know they were going to do this. They didn't, you know, have a degree from any university in real estate. And they do. It kind of just falls into it and and they make it work with hard work and and Mm -hmm. have become really successful. So congratulations on on an amazing Mm -hmm. career and and everything that you're doing. Really, really cool. So let's kind of get into uh, what we're going to talk about today, which is this three to seven second window in which a consumer has Um, to make a purchasing decision. And it happens that quickly. It may be a little bit longer as you talk about in the article in our industry, but could you tell us a little bit about what this seven to seven second window, seven to 10 second window is and what it means in our real estate world? Absolutely. A huge study was done by Google for companies that were online um, and they concluded online uh, retailers and what they discovered is that a, a retailer has between seven to ten seconds in which a client potential purchaser is going to be looking at their website or any specific article there. And if you can't get them sold, can't get their attention, can't grab them in that seven to ten seconds, they've lost them functionally. And so ironically, this tracks exactly with online dating. And uh, I tell everybody now that uh, if you're buying a house, it's become, if you're selling a house, I should say, uh, it's become exactly like online dating. And you've got to follow the rules that the people that are trying to find a spouse have to follow. It's, it's the, the parallels are just amazing. That's They're so great. interesting. I never thought about it in that way, but yep. you're right. It almost is as big or if not as a bigger deal than, than choosing the person you want to spend time with and be in a romantic mm-hmm. uh, relationship with. So that's really interesting analogy. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And we tell our sellers who are counting on people coming through open houses and all those classic things, classic ways. We tell them, listen, you don't even need open house signs because a buyer is going to decide long before they get to your house whether or not it's a match or not. It's going to happen on somebody's phone, literally anywhere on the planet, and it's going to happen between 7 to 10 seconds. And if you maximize that 7 to 10 seconds, and that's, of course, where we come in to help, then um, open houses aren't going to make any difference at all. 
Yeah, and you touch on that too in the article about um, you know the online shopping that happens before anyone is actually strolling through a home. And in some cases, they never stroll through the home. They do it all online, and I'm sure even more so for your clients in, in San Francisco with so many international you know buyers. They're not there in person. And what do agents need to know you know about kind of the online process that happens before maybe they even reach out to an agent or really start that home buying process? Because I know we just put out our 2021 home buyer and seller profile and I think it was like 89% or something looked at the home online before they ever went and contacted an agent Absolutely. and went to went to see a home. What should agents know of kind of about that process and the thought process that's going through buyers before they're even coming to see the property? Right. Uh, so I'm going to tell you a funny story. Um, my son-in-law, now son-in-law, decided to, to go online to a dating site to, to find his the love of his life. And he wanted to be as realistic as possible, so he went on with a picture of him normal. And um, normal, in his case, was, was scruffy, a little bit of an outdoorsy look to it. Put his profile out there, trying to be as honest and straightforward as he could, and got uh, absolutely no response. None. Cleaned himself up and... Uh, did things he really should do to present himself well, and uh, landed my daughter, who, by the way, happens to be a surgeon. So we we joke with them, you know, if like getting yourself a haircut and cleaning yourself up and looking pretty good, uh, you ended up pretty good in that. <laughs> Maybe I'll so, try that for my online dating. Maybe I need to hold, there, do, redo my profile yeah, and get a surgeon, you, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it turned out really well for him, and it's exactly the same for sellers. So we get sellers that say, listen, you know, uh, we want to give the buyer the opportunity to upgrade the home. You know, we don't want to go in and put money in for new carpet or paint or stuff like that. And we tell them, fine, but you're going to be selling a home at the bottom of the market. You're not going to be getting top price. You're going to be selling to somebody who's going to be willing to come in and do that work. And in the current market, that's going to be an investor. That's going to be a contractor. And they're only going to give you 60 to 70 percent on the dollar. So... The idea, and sellers, we get this all the time, you know, why would I put in carpet that someone's going to come in and rip out, you know, the minute they move in? And that's not the right question. The right question is, if I can spend $5,000 on improving my home to make fifteen to $25,000, what do I care they do with what I spend? Uh, that's the real question. You're, you're putting money in to improve the pictures and the online presentation because especially now, the market has shifted, and those seven to ten seconds that a seller is going to, a buyer is going to be looking at your home on their phone, typically, those are critical. Those pictures are absolutely critical. And so, you know, for those agents that are out there taking pictures on their iPhone, well, that, that just doesn't wash. Those need to be professional pictures. That home has to sizzle and those seven to ten seconds, you want them to stay on in that seven to ten and, and like so much what they see that they stick, not swipe left and go on to the next house. Because once they swipe left, they're gone. They're not coming back. They're not going to give that house a second chance. They're absolutely not going to waste your time going to an open house. It's, it's over. It's done. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. 
With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. Hey, Ohio Realtors, register now for the 2022 convention. We're back in Cleveland from September 18th through the 21st for this year's jam-packed event. Featuring 20 and a half hours of CE, nationally known speakers, awards receptions, networking, and the always popular RPAC YPN event hosted at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Don't miss out. Register now by visiting ohiorealtors.org forward slash convention. Hey, Ohio Realtors, register now for the fourth annual Broker Summit happening October 18th in Westerville, Ohio. Plus, make sure to join us for the all new Team Summit happening the day before the Broker Summit. That's right, two straight days of learning and networking just for you. Don't miss out on this important opportunity. Register today by visiting ohiorealtors.org. And it happens that quickly. I think that's that's so fascinating. We know, we all know in today's world, the attention span is so short and we've gone from, you know, 45 second advertisements to 30 to 15 and now we're down to like five second advertisements. But it's crazy how fast and, and how short of amount of time you have to really capture interest. And one of the things that you talked about too, which you, you mentioned briefly just a minute ago, but was that buyers now, like you said, unless they're investors or, um, you know, look or, or in that industry of flip homes, buyers don't want fixer-uppers. And I think that's that's fascinating. And we haven't really talked about that on the show. And I know it's especially millennial buyers. And I can personally attest, I know we have someone in the office here at Ohio Realtors, if she's listening. Hi, Laura. Um, she just bought a home closed a couple weeks ago. And she's like, I just, I don't, I want it turnkey. I'm not, I'm not doing any upgrades. I'm a single woman. I'm doing this. I want to move in and just be. What I th- expand a little bit more more on that and maybe why that is and how uh, sellers can prepare their homes for that kind of buyer. Well, I'm a boomer and I've done a very poor job of educating my millennial kids on what end of a hammer does what. Mm-hmm. You know, quite frankly, most millennials are really good at hooking up a Wi-Fi system in their own home, but really don't have a clue. And really have no desire to go in and, and renovate a kitchen, but they they want move-in ready. And especially with today's prices, I mean, with the price increases that we've seen over the past couple of years now, nobody wants to pay that amount of money for a home they're going to have to go in and drop another, you know, hundred grand, whatever, to fix it up. So historically, there were three tiers in the market. There was the top, the beautiful, gorgeous turnkey. Fixer-uppers, those are the ones being bought by contractors. And then there was the middle tier, which were kind of homes as is. They were dated. They were, you know, needed some love. Let's put it that way. That middle tier is pretty much gone. And so a buyer thinking, a buyer is going to want to either move in ready, like you said, or on the other end of the spectrum, they're going to be an investor, a contractor, flipper, or that very rare person that knows how to, go in and buy and put in the sweat equity. So 
if a seller is wanting to put a home on the market that's just in ordinary drab um, condition, you know, kitchen from the 70s, uh, still got the bunny uh, wallpaper and stuff like that, they're going to have to put it on the market at a price that's going to be more reflective of the bottom of the market at the top. Mm-hmm. And so they're literally leaving thousands, hundreds of thousands in some markets on the table. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So we've learned to, to go in, which is why we have our own staging company. It's why we have our own construction company. We we go in and for every dollar we spend, we're getting our sellers back two, three, four, sometimes $10 a return. And we're getting those quicker sales. It just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you talk about that in the educate kind of section of the top five ways um, that, that agents can really make those seven seconds count. And you start off with educate, which we just talked a little bit about is, you know, educating yes. your seller on what upgrades to make, kind of why it's important. Um, anything else that you kind of advise um, before you really enter into um, listing and, and starting with the open houses and all that good stuff? Yeah, so one of the, one of the things we get we get a lot is you know I really don't have uh, Mr. Agent I don't have the money to fix up my home like you're suggesting. So we come in prepared with some financing scenarios for them, and as a real estate team, because we're a large team, we can actually carry those those upgrades as well. But there's other organizations out there like Curbio and companies like that that will come in and do the upgrades and we'll carry the cost of those upgrades through the close of escrow. The other thing we want to do in that educate process is, is say to the seller, listen, let us tell you what needs to be fixed up. Don't go, you know, replacing knobs and things like that. That's not going to make one iota of difference. We're only going to spend exactly what we need to to maximize your value, not a penny more. And since we do this all day long, every day, we know what makes a difference. So the last thing in this category is that sellers, you've got to help them understand the home has to resonate with the buyer, not what what the seller thinks. And the, the quick and dirty way around this, I just discovered this by accident, and it turned out to be pure genius, is every seller is also buying, by and large. Mm-hmm. And so we say to them, listen, so you know, you're looking for a replacement home, whether it's locally or across the country, how are you looking at properties? And they go, well, I'm looking on my phone. We go, okay. So if you're doing that, what happens if you see a home you don't like? And they go, well, we just, we just move on to the next one. And I just sit there and look at them. And they go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I get it. So I said, so I said, you're, you're, you're looking for homes that resonate with your tastes, right? Well, yeah. You know, and I said, okay, then you got to remember that the exact same thing applies. So if you can turn that around and help them make that discovery, that's gold right there. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a great way of putting it is is really making them, you know, putting them in their potential buyer's shoe and they are a potential buyer, as yes. you mentioned. And that kind of goes into the next way that you can really make the most of that, which is this this maximize. And you talk a little bit about, you know, just focus on, you know, what you can do that's going to have the biggest impact at, at the lowest cost. And I think some people think, you know, when they're getting ready to sell their home, well, I need to totally, I need to, you know, do new carpeting in the basement and I need to totally redo the backyard and put in this and put in this and get all new appliances, you know. So what does that look like as far as just focusing on some of the, the bigger impact, lower cost 
things. And what would you say kind of are, are the number one upgrades or improvements that you recommend new buyers can, yeah. can put into place? So uh, in the kitchen, obviously, that's the place that we want to start. And uh, if we go into a 1970s, 80s kitchen and you've got your oak cabinets and you've got laminate counters and things like that, we tell them, look, you don't need to replace your cabinets, just reface. Mm. And what we will typically do is just paint the cabinets white and then come in and replace the doors and drawer fronts. And um, Home Depot has an option where, you, where they will come in and do that with the doors to our fronts if agents can buy those doors to our fronts wholesale i mean there's all kinds of options and that's a very very cheap you're the minute you start pulling things out uh that's the point really where you're going to have to start paying a lot of money so we want to maximize what's already there to the best of our ability countertops we're, we're typically putting in quartz um we're we're going with offshore suppliers that are giving us um, really good deals. We're not looking for the highest quality. We're putting in contractor grade carpet. We're finding uh, something that works that helps save money is um, a lot of millennials now want laminate or laminate type products or some of the vinyl products that are really nice. But we don't need to go throughout the entire home with it. Mm. We can put it, we can put uh, water for water resistant laminate in the bathrooms, hallway, kitchen, and then just put the contractor grade carpet in the bedrooms. That'll save a considerable amount of money. If if the paint in the home, I mean, color is really in. So unless it's, you know, what we call Caltrans orange or, um, you know, some of the other way out there colors, black, reds, things like that. Um, yellow never looks good on camera. Lime green. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> but so if, if the colors are decent, they don't really need to change the colors. We certainly don't recommend painting the entire home white. We typically want to go with um, some warmer wall tones and a white we call Swiss coffee is made by Kelly Moore for the trim things like that doors trim but again we're not if we can save the existing paint we're going to if we will you know ironically in california we're going through a drought and mm -hmm. so we don't do anything to the arts typically because you know if we put in a brand new lawn that's viewed here as uh irresponsible mm. i drove past a six million dollar listing um last year and the lawn the front lawn was dead completely dead wow. and in addition to the real estate sign on the front lawn was a smaller sign that said brown is the new green wow um, <laughs> yeah so wow you know so obviously you have to go by region but where we are uh, they want outdoor living spaces mm -hmm. they want hard surfaces that they're not going to have to maintain not going to have to put water on things like that so you know in your region where you've got a winter that's you know a whole lot different put in things that are going to make it through the winter so you're not looking at a lot of expensive landscaping, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I just think that's so refreshing to hear that, you know, that's a myth that's maybe we could bust is that, you know, you you might not need to do as many or a, the massive amount of upgrades as you might think to get your home ready. And just doing some of those smaller things you mentioned, don't rip out all the cabinets, just do the front, you know, don't, you know, paint, repaint all the walls. I think that could make the listing process just so much of an easier process than maybe what our sellers would think. So I yeah, love that. And, you know, in terms 
expensive tubs and things like that. You don't have to replace a tub. There's refinishing that's available. There's there's all kinds of options that cost less. The still the goal is is a is a home. You're basically going through a home, not looking for ways to improve. You're looking to remove objections. And that's a whole different mindset. Yep, it really is. I think that could be a whole other <laughs> podcast yeah. on how to get your home ready to be sold, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then yeah. you go into this third one, which which is staging, which is super cool. And I don't think we've really talked about it um, too much on this podcast, but you make some some great points, you know, how you could do it in person versus virtual staging, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. And how you can um, really take amazing photos that's going to make the staging and the work that you do in the house um, shine. And as a staging company owner, you could probably speak best on kind of the importance of staging and how it could really help your listing shine. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we actually started a staging company because we were one of the early adopters. I realized that the more a home resonated with a buyer's sentiments, if you will, because a buyer, before they're looking at a home per se, they're already out shopping for furniture. They're already trying to formulate that dream of what their new home might look like. So whether it's Ikea you know, Ashley is wherever they're going. Uh, they've already got an idea. So the closer a, a, a potential purchase resonates with what their tastes are, the higher the probability that, that you're going to get a sale. So we stage with, with furniture that we know represents kind of the latest trends. However, here's the caveat. In the San Francisco Bay Area, I mean, where we are, we're in the East our average uh, list price is, is well over $1.5 million, and that's just for an ordinary house. So, you know, we can go out and spend five, six, even $10,000 staging and, uh, you know, no big deal. You know, in an area where the home is $4,000 or $400,000 or $200,000, that's a whole different conversation mm-hmm. because the commission, and in our market, the the majority of staging is paid for by the listing agent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we just, that's a cost sale for us. And it's not true everywhere, but in our region, it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, we started our own company so we could control those costs. Yeah, we yeah. We not only control the costs, we can control the process. But, you know, a $250,000 home, you're not going to go in and spend, especially if you're the agent, you're not going to take $5,000 to stage a home. That's pretty much your whole commission. So, right. you know, either get the seller to do it or virtual staging is hugely beneficial. The only thing we recommend with virtual staging is that you just show the picture, a picture of the property as it is, and then you show a picture that shows it with the staging in and just virtual representation. Yeah. Because a buyer can, can really feel kind of cheated if they see these gorgeous pictures online and they walk in and go, well, you know, what happened? Yep. It's like when you buy the $10 prom dress and then you're like upset that, you know, it, it doesn't match the picture that you were sold online. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, we've, we've worked with thousands of buyers over the years and we watch the buyers as they go into stage and they're running their hands across the back of the furniture. They're sitting down. A lot of buyers simply don't know how to decorate a house. Yeah. So what we're doing is we're helping them see the number one question that we get from our listings is, can we buy the furniture? Because they, they love what they're, they're buying the, the look as much as they're buying 
the house. Yeah. So, so yeah, the more we can do to help them see the potential, the better. Yeah, and that's kind of really where the expertise of the realtor comes in. You know, I think like realtors have such a good eye for, and they've seen so many homes that they, you know, are almost interior designers by nature and almost can kind of have a really good feel and intuition as to what would look really, really good in a home. And speaking of, you know, staging and photos and visual appearance, the next one you go into is is showcasing the home off. And this is where that seven seconds happen, right? This is kind that's of... Right where this is your chance, this is your one shot, um, you know, at really making the home shine. And you taught, and like you mentioned um, in, earlier in the beginning is, you know, don't use your smartphone. Like this is where you really want to have a professional photographer come in and take those high quality photos. Um, what type of technology, and you mentioned a few of them in your article, have you found um, that works really well for showing off the home visually? And, and let me preface that first of all by saying not all professional photographers are the same. So, mm -hmm. you know, what we did is we went through the MLS and we saw those listings that, that the lighting was awesome and on and on. And we went and found those photographers. So, uh, so we recommend you start with that. And then we want photographers that not only take a minimum of 40 stills, and we call these magazine quality stills. They've mm -hmm. got to be really, really nice pictures. We want them additionally to do a Matterport 3D. Mm -hmm. I realize there's other 3D solutions out there. We love Matterport because it also provides us with the floor plan, with the room measurements. We want drone footage. We want some video. Uh, and we spend a lot, again, we're, we're in a different price point than mm -hmm. you are, so we've got a little more money to spend on that presentation. But finding that photographer that does it all, you really want to put as much money into that as possible because like you said that that is where that seven to ten seconds is going to happen and that's money well spent yeah absolutely and i think we all love looking at pretty pictures of homes i know i do and i'm yep. not even in the home buying process but there's something about seeing a beautiful home you're right like lit up perfectly mm -hmm. you know at dusk yep. setting it's 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 gorgeous yep. and absolutely. yeah really can really can just sell the home right then and there you know that's the idea yep. yeah and then um the last last and final um i will say not last uh but not not last and not least um the prioritize is kind of the way that you wrap this up and this is, this is where you kind of think up through the process of what photos you want to show first and kind of the order that those photos appear. What is your advice um, when you're putting a listing online, putting a listing on social media as to kind of what photos you should show of the house and in what order? Right. We're mandated by our local MLS rules to make sure we have an outside picture typically first. And so we follow the rules. But after that, we want to hit the high spots. We want to hit the kitchen first, typically. We want to go for the money shots. What, what pictures do we have that are buyers to go, wow, I love this. Uh, so, I mean, the bathrooms, obviously, if they've got an extensive backyard mm -hmm. oasis back there or outdoor kitchens, you know, some, we try to figure out what's, What's going to wow them the first, and we reload those pictures in first, and then we'll kind of start working our way down through the bedrooms. Uh, when we stage a home, we typically leave at least one bedroom empty, so those pictures are going to be down near the end. And then if we're doing drone shots of the neighborhood or some of the other features, you know, if it's close to a wonderful nature feature or something like that, or, you know, a destination mall or something like that, we'll put those types of pictures at the very end. 
Mm-hmm. Go with your money shot, right? Go where when Absolutely. that home is yep. all lit up and looking, <laughs> yep, looking because beautiful. That, that's what's going to keep them on the site. Yeah, and that's what's yeah. going to extend that seven seconds into hopefully sure. way much more than that. Absolutely. Well, this has been so awesome, Carl, and it's so great and fascinating to learn kind of about this seven-second window. I was unaware about it until I read your article, and I just think it makes so much sense, especially in in the world that we live in today. And, and, you know, the fact we're able to really equate it to our real estate world and and how it applies to us, I think, has been great to talk about today. So I really appreciate um, you coming on and and sharing your advice and knowledge after your many years of experience um, in this industry. And for our listeners, will you let them know how they can find you, learn more about you and and the work that you and your team does? Absolutely. So they can find us online. Uh, Our primary website is www.medfordteam.com. My email address is carl with a C at medfordteam.com. My cell number 510-750-3300. We love referrals. We're an award-winning team. We will take care of your clients. Uh, you'll, uh, they'll be impressed. So we'd love to work with any referrals that come our way. Appreciate it very much. Absolutely. And in the, in the San Francisco area, beautiful San Francisco Bay. So definitely uh, get a hold of Carl um, if you're in need. So that will wrap it up for us here today. Thank you guys so much for listening, Carl. Thank you again for joining me. It's been great having you on and talking to you today. And to all of our listeners, we will talk to you guys next time. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.